Thank you for listening to the Life Church of Kansas City, Missouri. Consider supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com, subscribing, and sharing this message with your friends. God bless you. God is so good, and we're going to continue on with our um, our studies in Acts. We're going to uh, chapter 8, and um, tonight I chose to read out of the New Living Translation, and um, as you know, um, most of the time uh, I teach out of King James, but uh, this uh, New Living Translation just kind of helps explain things for all levels. And uh, I recommend you study and do your uh, uh, personal studies out of the book of King James and then look at the other um, uh, verses. But it's just, it's just for time, we're going to start with this uh, version tonight. So beginning with Acts, the fourth chapter, verse, correction, Acts, the eighth chapter, verse four. The believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus Christ wherever they went. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see miraculous signs he did. Now, we know the signs that he did were from God. They weren't from him. But remember, people that are unlearned in the spirit world think it's the presenter or think that it's you, the vessel. So you got to keep that in mind and make sure that you give God glory, honor, and praise. Amen? Amen. And uh, many evil spirits were cast out screaming as they left their victims and many who were who had been paralyzed or lame were healed and so there was great joy in that city a man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years amazing the people of Samaria and claiming to be someone great Everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the great one, which means power of God. They listened to him closely because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic. You see the difference here? Spirit, magic. Holy Ghost, magic. Big difference. But now the people believed Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. As a result, many men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself believed and was baptized. The man who did the magic believed and was baptized. He began following Philip wherever he went. And he was amazed by the signs and the great miracles that Philip performed. Once again, we're going to say he was amazed by the receiver of the Holy Ghost and what was going on through Philip. But had Philip taken on that claim, he would not have had 
the success that he had to that point. So Philip continually gave glory to God. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. This is where we have to remember our leadership. We can do so much, and then God who puts us under other people, we augment the ministry, and the ministry comes in and begins that teaching or that uh, uh, discipleship-type process. As soon as they arrived, they prayed for those new believers to receive the Holy Ghost. Now listen to there. Did you guys catch that? They had believers that had what? Not received the gift of the Holy Ghost. So let's not get all, uh, uh, right now, let's not get all confused about that. Remember, someone who begins to believe on God, right, can begin to have presence of God in their life without receiving yet the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's not ever mistake that. There is no difference of the gift of the Holy Ghost and then that miraculous move of God that happens when you start being in tune with God, okay? We'll touch back on that in a little bit. And <clears throat> The Spirit had not yet come on any of them, so they had not yet spoke in the tongues, but yet they had belief and they had the move of God. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon the believers and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is where we practice the laying on of hands to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is where that comes from. And, and this is where, where the Bible gives us that instruction for our understanding where it moves, okay? And um, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given when the apostles laid hands on people, he offered them money to buy that power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that when I lay hands on people, they will receive the Holy Ghost. Okay, remember, they, he said he was a believer and he was baptized, but yet he was still confused. So you guys get what's going on here? You can be a believer, you can be baptized, and you can still be confused, okay? So what has to happen is you have to be what? Discipled, all right? You have to come under the understanding of discipleship, all right? Starting to make sense now? Are we getting it? All right. Peter replied and said, and, and just so you know, the, the person that I see here when Peter says, may your money be destroyed, I see Gary Bryle sitting back there pointing his finger saying, may your money be destroyed. And, and that's what I really see in my mind when, I, when, when that's going on. May your money be destroyed with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. Let's think about that. It don't matter how rich you are or how poor you are, okay? You come to God all in the same way, all right? As one, we are created equal in the very presence of our living creator, amen. So then it goes, you can have no part in this for your heart is not right with God. He rebuked him. Now, when he rebuked him, this is where we're going to find out if Simon truly was a believer and if Simon had truly repented. Because those are kind of harsh words, right? But if someone truly has repented and someone truly has an understanding where they want to go, they're just a little misguided, they're going to receive 
they're going to receive it. Okay? A lot of times we have to understand, we might think we're being harsh, but you're not being harsh. You're just giving the word of God. Okay? You give it in love. You give it in care. You give it with understanding that this is what God wants you to do. Okay? And so when, um, when uh, he tells him that, you can have no part of this for your heart is not right with God. Then he goes on to explain how to get his heart right. And he says, repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps, we know he will, perhaps he will forgive you of your evil thoughts. For I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and you are held captive by sin. Remember, he was a believer. He was baptized but yet he was what? Held captive by sin. Are you getting the picture? We need the gift of the Holy Ghost in our life to be active, full um, citizens of heaven. Okay? To get citizenship of heaven, what do you have to do? Be baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. All right? So, Verse, uh, verse 24 says, pray to the Lord for me, Simon exclaimed, that these terrible things you've said won't happen to me. After testifying and preaching the word of the Lord in Samaria, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem and they stopped in many Samarian villages along the way to preach the good news. So now... You guys just had a snapshot of what happens in the church world every day. Really? Yeah, that's what really happens, okay? And um, the, that's the reason that I read it in this translation so that you can kind of get it. And, 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 you know, if I was in the King James, it's a little more King's English perfect. And it just might not have the impact that that did. Now, I'm going to put some things in perspective, okay? Here's what I want to do. I want to go and just put the setting to where it was. In Acts, the second chapter, at the beginning of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, there were about 3,000 that were baptized on that day. 3,000 persons were baptized in one day. Okay? I, I take that literally. In one day, 3,000 people were baptized. Now, you say, how could that happen? Well, we know how it could happen because Pastor and Justin and myself, we've all been there and seen where the pools are there where that could actually have happened. So I believe it happened, okay? The message of his crucifixion and resurrection and the realization that he was the promised Messiah had jolted Jerusalem and the known world into an understanding that what have we done? We crucified the son of the living God. We crucified the Messiah. Every day there were people that were being added to the number of Jerusalem. Acts 4 says, and the number of men came to be about 5,000. So they were adding every day to the church. Adding every day to the church. They were growing. They were successful. Okay, to be successful in the kingdom of God, we have to see fruit. Right? Just like you guys remember when Jesus walked by the fig tree and there wasn't no fruit. Right? We want to be found with fruit. The way we have fruit is to pe preach the message 
of the good news of Jesus Christ. And when we're found with fruit, we will have people that come to God. Now, miracles were taking place. Remember, signs and wonders shall follow them, right? So there were miracles that were, were happening. And um, these miracles begin to threaten the religious ones of that day. I said it right. You have the church, and then you have the religious ones. Okay? What does the word religious actually mean? It means just to continue on doing something kind of like that you've always done just because that's the way it's always done. I'm going to tell you right now, the Life Church does not do things just because we've always done it that way. We follow after the Spirit of God. We follow after the Word of God. Okay, we follow in the doctrine of God. We don't change it when we stick our finger up in the air. We follow after God's word. We follow after the apostles doctrine. We baptize in the name of Jesus. We believe in living a holy life unto God and be, you know, do our best to repent and and live an upstanding life every day. Doesn't mean you're not going to fall. Doesn't mean you're not going to trip up. Doesn't mean you're gonna, not going to fall down and your knee's going to hurt. And, you know, hey, guess what? That's life and you're human. There was only one human on this earth that was perfect. And I said that right. There was only one human because he was God and human at the same time. And I'm talking about Jesus Christ. So just think about it this way, all right? As you're living your life for God, you have to... Remember you're human, ask God to forgive you, turn from your wicked ways, and continue to plow forward in the message that God has given you. And that message is what? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But then it goes on to say, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So that's, we've just covered everybody in the whole world. All right? We didn't leave anybody out. So there's nobody that's not able to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. Right? People can always bring up your past, but only you can change your future. All right? I can't change your future. I can give you the tools to change your future, but I can't change your future. But what I can do is give you the ability to move on from your past. And that's not saying there's not repercussions from our past, right? That's not saying that. So you guys got to understand, once Simon received the gift of the Holy Ghost, I'm sure... There were some people who thought he was still practicing what? Magic. So what does he have to do? He has to overcome that. Right? And how do you overcome that? By living right in all things. Right? So someone's going to come to you and say, oh, you're just faking. <laughs> I remember what you used to do back in the day. What do you say? You're right. I did it. But guess what? <laughs> I'm an overcomer. By Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus, you're an overcomer. You do not have to accept your past. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've come from. You have a future. Right? You have a future. 
So don't let men paint you in a corner, right? You pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you say, in Jesus' name, I'm going to make it, right? Okay, Luke said that all, all, and, and all the more believers in the land, multitudes of men and women were constantly added to their number. That was in Acts, the fourth chapter, verse 14. The word of the Lord kept spreading and the number of disciples continued. Listen to this, the number of disciples. When we think of disciples, we're thinking what, 12, right? No, I'm going to tell you right now. There was a lot of disciples, right? A lot of disciples. Now, they continued to increase greatly in Jerusalem. We went from added to greatly. That's, that's a word that you need to understand with your, with, with a, it's called a word picture, okay? That's showing you a gross amount. A lot amount. Following the stoning of Stephen. Now remember what happened to Stephen, right? Stephen, the first martyr, he was serving the tables, preaching the word of God, doing the things that the religious people wasn't doing. He was taking care of the widows. He was taking care of the poor, serving the tables. Uh-oh, serving tables, wiping the dishes, Think about it, guys. He was washing dishes, wiping tables. I'm sure he was helping elderly people across the street. And he gets stoned for that. He didn't get stoned for that. He got stoned because of his word. Because I guarantee you, every person that he was walking across the street, he was testifying to. He was telling them, hey, you know that man Jesus? He lives in me and he can live in you. You know what? That man Jesus, he told us we could be baptized and we could live forever. And he's coming back to get us. Every person he met, no matter how big or small, he was sharing. And guess what it started doing? It started infringing on the enemy's plan because the enemy was losing territory. So then the enemy decided, well, we're going to stone him. We're going to do away with him. And you know the story how when he died, he died in such a manner that it literally shook those who stoned him. We believe that Apostle uh, Paul watched this happen or saw and it changed him. It changed his, his understanding that truly this man was Messiah that we stoned. And he was one of the religious ones. And then he became, of course, the greatest pastor in all of the Bible. Right? So, then uh, uh, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and been, be claiming, uh, began to proclaim Christ. We read these accounts, we've seen their excitement, and then we understand that the rest of the story is the leadership comes, right? The leadership comes, and the leadership begins giving them this, their staples. The doctrine begins to explain to them the way to live righteous, begins to give them the understanding of the Word of God. So you go from milk to meat. Right? That's what really happened. Real quick, I'm going to break down some things here in our discussion. Um, the word scattered, 
the verses four through eight, um, they weren't they weren't quelled by the threats. Okay, has anybody here ever been camping and you had a campfire and it was time to put the campfire out and uh, so you went and tried to stomp on the campfire? Anybody tried to stamp on a campfire? It don't go out. It goes out. It goes. It don't go out as in going off. It goes out as in spreading. Okay? It spreads out. So the enemy thought, well, I'm going to stomp on these folks and I'm going to quell this. Instead, what he did is they spread out into the known world. All right? The enemy created the revival that he didn't want. He was threatened by what was happening in Jerusalem. And what happened is it spread through all of the known world because of it. And um, they went to Samaria. Now, this is an important part. Let's talk a little bit about who the Samarians are. The Samarians were the mixed race or the mixed cultures. Okay? They were not the... Uh, pure, uh, let's say the pure bread of, of um, the people. They were a, a mixed tribe. I guess that's, that's the way that the, 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 the Jewish rabbi would explain it to you. They were a mixed tribe. And so you can, um, you can think that the Samaritans and the Jews had issues with one another. They didn't quite see eye to eye, and they wasn't quite on the same page. But yet, when Jesus becomes involved, look what Jesus can do, right? He allowed that to, to, to go into the cultures and begin to heal those divides. He began to heal those things that were not pleasant in man's views, right? So, uh, you know, they they resettled in the land um, of Babylon and the Samaritans were idolatrous, right? They were, uh, by many of the thought process of the Jews, they were uh, basically, you know, being idolaters, they were blasphemous. Just, just by, by their birth, they were birthed into blasphemy. But Jesus came and told them something different, didn't he? Didn't he? <laughs> and he showed them, you don't have to go by the way man thinks you are. You don't have to go by the color of your skin. You don't have to go by the dress that you wear. You don't have to go by your birth place. Friend of mine, it no matters where you come from, whether you were born in a palace or whether you were born in Potter's Field. With Jesus, you're all the same. With Jesus, you have an opportunity to live forever with him. Philip made a transcultural Move, which resulted in a great revival. Philip stepped out from his known. He stepped out. And I'm sure there were people that was around him that was like, dude, 
Do you know where you're going? <laughs> do, you, do you understand? They don't even eat the same food you eat, man. You know, he, it's not like he could pull up to McDonald's and order a McDonald's. He had to eat their food in their town, in their city. And it wasn't the food he was used to. Right? And remember, sometimes as we're moving with God, because God led them there, as we're moving with God, it may seem uncomfortable. We may be out of our norm. I can remember a time where I sit at a table in a smoky hut and a certain man that's in this room to remain unknown passed me something to partake of. I believe it was Sikamosiah Passamambaya. I believe that was the word that, that had, came to me. And uh, I did not want to offend the king, so I partook of the honey from the broken bottle. And I'll just let Pastor explain all that some other day. But that king got baptized, and 700 people under that king, am I right, Pastor? 700 people were baptized in Jesus' name. And I'm going to say it's because I ate the honey. I'm going to stick to it. But you guys get what I'm saying here, okay? You understand what I'm saying? God is going to take you out of your comfort zone as you scatter the word to your Samaria. Your Samaria is going to be different than Philip's Samaria. Your Samaria is going to be different than my Samaria. Your, your Samaria is going to be where God sends you. So I want to challenge you to think about the voice of God in your life. Okay? Here's one way that I've learned to judge if it's the voice of God or if it's the pizza that I ate the night before. Okay? First off, you, you salt it with lots of prayer. <laughs> you pray about it, and you don't say anything to anybody. The worst mistake you can do is go open your mouth and say, hey, I feel this, all right? Because if you do that, you're going to taint the waters, all right? So then you're praying, and you're asking God to, to God, you know, lead and guide and direct me in this, okay? If you're married... Nine times out of ten, your spouse is going to say something to you about the same thing. And it's going to be, okay, well, God, I got you. And then a lot of times your pastor is just going to come up to you and talk to you about something. He's not going to know what he's talking about, but he's going to say something. Or maybe Brother Justin is going to sing a song that God gave you when you woke up in the night and, it started, and Brother Justin starts singing you guys would be amazed at how many times that happens to me. I'll wake up in the night with a song on my heart. Brother Justin, that man right there in the blue jacket will play that song. And I know that that was a God thing when I woke up. And what was going on when I woke up, that was a confirmation. I deal with music. I deal with singing. God knows that. And you guys have your own little things that happen. But I guarantee you need to find that. In your walk with God, you need to find where God can talk to you and walk with you. Because when you do that, that's going to give you the peace of understanding that you are in the perfect will of Almighty God. All right. And so when you begin 
to reach your Samaria, what I want you to understand is you do it through the word of God. Don't do it through your talent that God gave you. Don't do it through an idea that some man gave you. You do it through the scripture and you do it the way that God has showed you through what? Your pastor's. You do it through the way pastors showed you. You do it through the discipleship lesson. You do it through the way that you've learned to connect through connect groups with people. Amen? That's how we do this. Now, I've got three minutes. I'm going to ask you all to stand. I'm getting ready to challenge you and take you out of your comfort zone. All right? Now, I don't want you to raise your hand. But I want you to think to yourself. If you honestly are ready to move into your Samaria, I want you to yourself to tell God you're ready. Remember what I just said. If you're honestly ready. Because if you're honestly ready, God will move you there. Okay? And when he moves you there, don't be surprised. It happens overnight. All right? You'd be amazed at what happens. Now, I'm getting ready to pray. And I'm going to ask you guys to bow your heads. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And in this prayer, I'm going to ask God to let your Samaria find your heart. And let God lead you to where you're supposed to go. Almighty God, by the authority... And the power of the name of Jesus. God, you see your servants here. Lord, you see their hearts. You've known them from their mother's womb. You know exactly, God, uh, what's going on right now, Lord. Um, I would ask for those, Lord, that are asking to be led to their Samaria. I would ask right now, God, that you open their understanding to exactly where you want them to go in this city. To reach exactly who you want them to reach with your word, with your way, God, and the way that only you can do it. And I would ask right now with the authority and the power of almighty God, God open up the heavens, God, and pour out your perfect will upon the lives of those that are willing, God, to stand and receive their Samaria. In your name we pray. Hallelujah. Let's just worship God right now for what he's done. Because I promise you, God has done something. I promise you, God has done something. Because God can't lie. Amen. God, we worship you. We praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you honor. God, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. You have a, we have an open altar if you guys want to come down here and step up. And you feel the call of God on your life. It may be just your neighbor's house you're going to walk to. Or it may be across town. If you feel it in your life right now, now's the great opportunity opportunity to receive it, to receive your Samaria. Hallelujah, Lord. We give you the glory, God. We ask right now, Lord, for your spirit, God, to lead, guide, and direct. We ask right now, God, to lead us, God, to those that are hungry, to lead us, God, to those that are looking for you, God. Give us the courage.
correct words and the right words to say. And by that authority, right now, God, let it be received. And you, God, you, God, are the one, oh, Lord, that will rise above all of this. Let us put ourselves aside and let you shine through, God.